Father, we thank you because we know that you are here. We know that you are pouring out yourself into each and every one of us. We ask that you will open blind eyes, open ears that are deaf. We ask that you will heal hearts. You will mend broken hearts. You will minister to our bodies. You minister to our souls, oh God. We ask that you will do something. We sang, and we sang during the prayers that may we never be the same. Because when we touch your grace, we know that something happens to us, and we know that your spirit works from the inside out. We ask that you will do what only you can do. Talk to our hearts, talk to our souls, and cause the inward workings of your spirit to be made manifest. Even in this season, as we are children of light, we're walking in the light of you, O oh God. We're asking that you help us to walk in your divine light. Your light that is able to deal with darkness is what we want to shine forth to the world. In the mighty name of Jesus, we prayed. Amen and amen. So I'd like you to turn to the person next to you and welcome them to make yourself feel a little bit comfortable. Just turn to the person next to you and smile. Tell them happy Sunday. It's nice to be in church. There's no other place that you would rather be but in church. Praise God. Because that is where, that is where we are refreshed. The Bible says that it's, it's times of refreshing. Types of, times of refreshing. And I think it hit me one time that food can refresh you, but what refreshes you for life is God's word. Praise God. So we are going to be quickly, I think, as we see, I'm going to be using the slides, but I'm not going to be controlled by the slides. I'm just using it to guide my thoughts and to help you to visualize. Because what happens during sermons is that some people hear one thing, like you say one thing and they hear another thing. I think that was the last time I spoke. I think somebody woke up to me, Pastor Chidi, it was a beautiful sermon. And he said, it looks like you like physics and all of those things. I was like, is that what you got from the message in my heart? I said, is that what you got from the message? It's like, I was like, I was trying to communicate something, but you were stuck at the illustration and forgot the main point. Praise God. So, so, so please and please, I beg of you. So don't take what I did not say. And then probably post it on your status and say, powerful Sunday. And then you now put some things and then you quote me. I'm not the one that said it if it's not in line with God's word. Praise God. So that's why I put some things to help you. So you can read anything and quote me and then it will be the quote to be right. Praise God. So, so hearing God speak. We are, the theme of the year for this church is children of light. Praise God. Children of light. And we understand that the light, I think you probably would have realized that the light is not like, yeah, I'm not shining, right? Physically, right? Am I glowing? Yes, if I'm glowing, it's probably oil I rubbed on. <laughs> so if, if you see a glow, it's probably the oil I rubbed on. I'm not shining any light. But notice that the light can be physical too. You know, when it happens, when we live... We take on immortality, you know, the glow will be different. Praise God. But we understand that we're here on earth, we're physical beings. And the way we glow is through our character. Because as we behold him, we become like him, right? As we behold him. And who are we beholding? Praise God. Jesus Christ. So as we are, we are beholding him, and the Bible says, from one degree of glory to another. Amen. From one degree of glory to another. So hearing God speak is important because beginning of the year, I think even last year I was speaking to Pastor Fred. I was supposed to preach on a particular subject, and I found myself talking about light, and it was funny. I did not know I was confirming something to the man of God. He was smiling when I was preaching. I said, what am I doing wrong? 
and, 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 and really God speaks. That's what I want to point out to us, that God speaks. And sometimes we might not be able to understand it, but we should trust that God speaks. Praise God. How many of you know that God speaks? Some of us, our hands, and we're not sure because we feel that probably he speaks to them, not to me. Praise God. Understand that God speaks. It's just you that needs to work on your hearing. Praise God. It's just you that needs to work on your hearing because he speaks. And from the onset, I want to say it. I'll say it again, but maybe differently. God speaks primarily, primarily, this word, English, primary, then primarily through his word. Praise God. So if you want to hear God, where it starts from, if you probably have no clue, if you don't know how to put the words together, like a newborn baby, notice that newborn babies can't speak English. Right? I think they, that's what they speak, which is not English. Or maybe baby English. There's something that they speak, but they, they have a way they communicate non-verbally. Praise God. But, but notice that over time, they learn to speak and articulate words. And we have fathers, or do we say fathers now? Or we have a father, we have um, mothers here that would have given birth to children. And notice that the first words children will learn to say is either dada or mama. Praise God. Or some that are very, will do food first before their father and their mother. Praise God. Praise God. But notice that they were not born with the ability to speak. They learned it over time, right? But they had the mouth, right? They had the ear. They had the eyes. They had all of those things that will help them to do. But over time, they got better with it. Praise God. So understanding the fact that as believers, the moment we are born again, that is born from above, I'm doing all of this as an introduction. I would still go into it, but it's good to repeat stuff. Because when you repeat it, people will not miss it. Praise God. So once you are born again, notice that you now have work to do. You don't just say, I'm born again, I'll make heaven. And then you just go on your way. Praise God. Notice that you're born again. Now you have to learn how to use the spiritual organs that you now have. Notice that it's not the physical ears, mouth, and eyes that you have to hear. Praise God. Are we, are we tracking with me? So you notice that you have to now learn to use them effectively. Praise God. So hearing... God speak is very important because I don't know about you, but for me, I want to hear God speak to me clearer than before. I can hear him speak, but I want to be able to quickly pick on what he's saying. And if you cannot hear God speak, do not be discouraged. As we go on, at least you have something to start working with. That is, if you want to. But if you don't want to, just carry on with life and believe God that at the end we'll meet in heaven. Praise God. Okay. Technology. Don't fail me now. Okay, it's probably paused. So why they fix it? Or can you help me work so I can work with my so thank you. So so hearing God Oh, it's moving. Thank you. Okay, so public connectivity. So maybe the system was. So. Okay, it's far. Okay. That means I'll hang around here. So. That would be very awkward, though. Okay. 
So, question number one, what, what kind of ear is needed for hearing God? Notice that, as I said earlier, it's not your physical ear that is needed for hearing God, right? It's not your physical ear because, and the good thing about it is that it's physical. You can, your ears are open, but your eyes are the ones that closes, right? You have to close it sometimes, open it sometimes, but the ear is always open. And, and notice that God does those things in nature to communicate something to us. There's a reason why you have two ears and one mouth, right? Do you know why? Hear more and talk less. So some of us, we are always talking. Even right now, we are talking. Right? Praise God. We are talking. So you don't hear when you're talking. It's very important that you know that. Some of you probably have not realized that. You cannot hear when you're talking. And sometimes you can be talking and verbalizing words. Right? Sometimes you are quiet, but you're, not, you're talking. Because it's going on in here. Praise God. So for you to be able to do that effectively, I don't know whether it's me controlling it or the guys in there. Okay, I think we'll just be working with so, so you have your eyes will need closing and opening. Your ear is always open, right? And there's a reason for it. And you, you, have to, you need more than the physical ears to hear God. Your physical ears to hear God. And scripture tells us in Revelations, and it's scattered through scripture. It says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You see that in Revelation a lot. Revelation 2 and 3, making some communications. And the question is, who doesn't have an ear? It's probably an alien that doesn't have an ear. Praise God. But everyone here has two ears, and I'm hoping that they're functioning. And even if they're not functioning, I know some people around here that use hearing aids to help it to function. Praise God. So understand that the ears are very important. How much more important will it be for you to have Spiritual ears that are functioning. Because what you need, physical ears, yeah, physical working principles, but spiritual ear will have to work by a principle that is spiritual. Praise God. And the connectivity, how it starts off is when you are born first. I think we talked about it a little bit when we were looking at it. You have to be born again, right, to have the organs of your spirit functioning. Because for it to function, you have to be alive spiritually. Praise God. If you are dead spiritually, you should wonder why you don't come to church. You should not wonder any further because you don't hear. You can hear the words I'm saying, but you can't articulate them to mean you need Jesus. Praise God. So when you preach and preach and preach and people are not hearing, know that you're probably using the wrong method. Does it? Okay. You're probably using the wrong method. You need to switch it up. So, so you need more than the physical ears to make it work. Praise God. So can we move to the next so that we can... Yeah, so, so scriptures has told us that scriptures place, place a lot of importance on hearing. All through scriptures, you will see from Genesis down to, so notice that Noah, if Noah did not hear the message, how will he have had the faith and the trust to go and be building what he built for 100 years? Praise God. So when you now go to Abraham, Abraham had to have heard, heard clearly to leave first. And then he had to adhere clearly to go and plan to sacrifice his son. Praise God. So notice that you, you cannot say, I think I heard, and then go. Praise God. So we are trying to see that these people place premium on it. And Proverbs says something. It says, happy are those who listen to me. Praise God. 
Happy are those who listen to me. So if you want to be happy, listen to God. If you want to be happy, listen to God. Notice that God is good, right? God is good, and we often respond all the time. But I will add that that is his nature. Praise God. God is good, and that is his nature. And if you serve a good God, notice that it's natural for you to not lack anything that is good because you're connected to him and there's a flow. Praise God. But if you're disconnected or you misalign, you might lose the good that he's about to do to you. Praise God. Notice that if he's trying to send you in a particular direction where you will get something and you're going the different direction, you will get nothing and you will not be surprised that you got nothing. But rather you'll be crying, Lord, why? Why me? So, notice that one thing I sh we should establish is the fact that hearing God is important because it leads us to somewhere where we have faith. And notice that the, the Christianity we're in is not a religion. It's a faith religion, right? It's, it's faith. It's based. It's faith-based. And it's based not on something. It's based on someone. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. So when the seeds of God's word are sown in our heart, it results in faith. So the seed of God, God's word sown in your heart is what results in faith. Because Romans 10 verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the word of God. So see the connection. Faith comes by hearing, and how do we hear? Through the word of God. So the word of God, hearing, faith. So if there's no word of God, there's no hearing, and there's no faith. Does that formula make sense to you? So if you lack faith, what do you need? God's word. And when you have God's word, hearing, and then the hearing now results in faith. Praise God. Does that make sense? So say it with me. God's word, hearing, and faith. God's word, hearing, and faith. And mind you, some of you would think that God's word is just this paper and ink. Right? You would think that God's word is just this paper and ink. Notice that it's much more than the paper and ink. Praise God. It's God's word is much more than paper and ink. Notice that some people can read the Bible and they hear nothing. They read the Bible, and if they, told, they will tell you, I've read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, but their life is still the same. And that is the testament of many theologians. So notice that when you read God's word, what ensures that you really hear something is the spirit of God. Because hearing... I was meditating and thinking about it, and then I decided to play with the word ear. Ear is E-A-R. Once you add the H in front of it, it becomes hear. Once you add a T at the end of it, it becomes heart. Praise God. So for you to really hear, you need to hear from your heart. And what is in the heart of the believer is what, what is in the heart of the believer. Spirit of God. So it means that once God speaks a word to you, and how many of you have had this experience where you're reading a verse of the scripture and it jumps at you? The next person probably doesn't get it. But you catch something. Praise God. And you catch something, and there's a word for it. Call it Rema. Praise God. The written word of God or the person of God is Jesus Christ, and that is the logos. Logo. It's a Greek word. Well, stick with me. Just There's a little difference. 
then the rema is the spoken word of God, the word of God that is spoken to you and is very, it's, it's kind of personal in a sense, where you hear a word and it ministers to your particular situation, not the thing that we do where somebody says, mm, 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 and then they say, okay, what is it? How do you apply it to your life? And they are lost. Praise God. So it's not about how you feel. It's about hearing and doing. Well, I don't want to be, be, be ahead of myself. But understand that there are, two, there are two things for it. Notice that in John 1 verses 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. That word there was, is a person, the person of Jesus Christ, and that's Logos. And when, the devil had, when um, Jesus Christ did the fasting and then the devil came, that's different now. Matthew 4, verses 4, it says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. That word there is the rema, the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every time I talk about that scripture, I say this. Physical foods give you physical results, but spiritual food gives you spiritual results. He says, man shall not live by bread alone. You need food. Praise God. Food is very important. Because without food, you're not designed to walk without food for too long. There are some people, or there are a group of people that I was sharing, sharing myself. There are these people called the, is it Britarians or the Indians? These people is in this I-N-D-E-D-I-A. These people believe that you can literally survive without food, right? So what you do is that you just sit down in water and then the water will be entering your skin. Or... The food will be entering via the air. And uh, a couple of them have died. They have died. A couple of them have died. Because that's not how God designed it. Even in the Garden of Eden, he gave you food. He said, this is for you. You're meant to eat. So notice that there can be misuse and abuse. Let's just not go there. But understand that there's a, it's important, right? So he says, man shall not live by bread alone. Right? Mean that you should live by bread, but let it not be the only thing you live by. Right? I say, but by the word that comes out of the mouth of God, because that is spiritual and the, it's, it benefits you a lot more than the physical. Praise God. So, is someone going to place an importance on hearing from God, which is spiritual food for you? Because notice that God is good. So, if you hear the goodness of, if you hear the things that He's saying that is good to you and apply it, because it's not just only here, and we'll get to that part as well. So, why is hearing God important? Because God speaks and wants us to listen and do what he says. Praise God. It's not just listening. Listening is not, the magic trick is not in hearing. Because most people can hear, for, for, most people can hear, even in physical. But the trick is not just in hearing. The trick is following the instruction that has been given to you. Praise God. And some of us are really not hearing right now because I can see you. You're not hearing. You're just looking at me, but you're not here. Praise God. So, Deuteronomy says something. Deuteronomy 28 verses 1. Some of us that are familiar with Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy has like 1 to 63 verses, right? 1 to 63 verses. How many of you know what Deuteronomy, who knows, who can shout out what is contained in Deuteronomy 28? Two things. Blessings and causes. So, how many verses is the blessings? 14, right? Then how many blessings, how many, how many, this is the rest. The rest is because so from 15 to 68 is all causes. And that is left for those people that don't hear word. Praise God. So, so, so 28 verses 1 says, I like, it, I like the way NLT puts it. It says, 
if you fully obey, notice that you don't say partly because some of us will obey partially and say, at least I tried, right? So if you obey partially, are you surprised when the blessing comes partial? You should not be surprised now if it comes, but God is merciful. Sometimes he gives you the full for the part, but don't, you don't want to be where you need it badly and then it's part. So if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I am giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. Does that sound like a beautiful promise? Does that sound beautiful? So notice that it's anchored on if, praise God, if. So let's look at the next part and see the other end. So it goes one, two, 14, and then 15 now, he says, but if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God, so see the connection between listening and doing. If you refuse to listen and do not obey the commands and the decrees I am giving you today, and all, he said, all these will come up, he said, it will come and overwhelm you. The causes now, all these causes, it has not started though. It says all these courses, the courses is starting in 16 and going down to 68. Just imagine the number. <laughs> imagine the amount, and you don't want to go read nothing, you'll be depressed. If you have not been depressed, if you have, some people are depressed already, so you'll be depressed, depressed. Praise God. So understand that it's important that we hear God because just imagine that there is a course and you don't know. You're just walking into it. Praise God. So there's, there's a benefit of hearing and there's a blessing in doing. Praise God. So James, which is the scripture that uh, Sister Nina helped us to read from, 22 said this. It says, but don't just listen to God's word. Don't just be a listener. Because some people are very good at listening and very bad at executing what they have heard. He said, you must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only doing what? Otherwise, you're only doing what? Some of us, we are perfect at fooling ourselves. We are the number one. I think we score first position, first position, first position, fooling ourselves. We hear it and we know that, wow, this is good, good. But when it comes to doing, hmm, yeah, we'll try tomorrow. Maybe next tomorrow. This, I'm not really in the distance for it. But what do you think you're doing? You're losing out on something very important. Praise God. So let's look at the second. I love it. I use Amplified Classic for this one. It says, but he who carefully looks into the faultless law, carefully, not anyhow, praise God, carefully look into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it, faithful to it, full of faith to it, and presents perseveres in looking into it. The person doesn't just look, but the person is careful to keep looking at it. Not just look today and run away. Because that's what we do sometimes. We look and we run away. I love the next part. It says, being not a heedless. Some of us, let's help us with the, you know, English is not our best strength. Heedless, it means that you hear and you don't even, you don't pay attention to it. You are very careless in your hearing a heedless listener, but forgets to do, but, we say, but um, we say, who forgets but an active doer? Praise God. Tell your neighbor, I am an active doer. 
I'm not only active on Instagram, WhatsApp, and all of those places. I am actively doing what God is telling me to do, not what the, the social media is telling me to do. Praise God. So I'm an active doer. And what does an active doer do? They obey. So an active doer that, who obeys, he said, he shall be. He said, he shall be blessed in his what? He shall be blessed in his what? Then he puts it in brackets. His life, he said, his life of obedience. So obedience, because obey, obedience, doing, because it's all connected. It's all the same. It's all intertwined. Praise God. So understand that it's very important that we hear, so we do. So turn to your neighbor and say, I'm hearing, and I'm doing. I am an active doer. Amen, amen. So notice that there's something about the character of God. The character of God is that he cannot change. He cannot change. He cannot change. But notice that who needs to change? Huh? Why are you not? Who needs to change? I thought we sang it. Even if you, you know, some of us will sing songs and we don't even know what to say. May I never be the same. I've taught your grace. My life must change. Who needs to change? Thank you to those of you that are answering. Those of you that are in denial. The Lord will give you revelation. So, and Jesus Christ says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I would love to work with someone that doesn't change. I would love to stick with someone that doesn't change. Somebody that changes, you don't know what, 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 in what mood you find him or her. And you don't want to work with that. Praise God. So he says he never changes. So I will stick with him so that he will change me. Praise God. Not my friend that can say, Chidi, I'll help you out, and then tomorrow you come. He fails you. Praise God. So let's stick with Jesus Christ. Let's stick with God because he never fails. So there's one. I want us to look at certain characters very quickly. Looking at my time. A child. Every one of us here, we do not happen to come into this world as adults. Amen? We came as children, and then we grew up. Baby first, children or child, and then we now grew up. So there's certain characteristics that is very unique to children. Praise God. Some of us have been around children. Notice that a child takes anything you tell him. In fact, a child cannot even understand. You know, when you give a child a phone and you take the phone away, do you know that to the mind of the child, the child thinks the phone has disappeared, like the phone is not around. They can't tell the difference between it's here in your hand. Then when you take it away, that's why they cry. Some of us, this is a parenting one-on-one. So when you give a child, in the, mind, in the mind of the child, when the phone is away, the phone is gone, is dead. That's, that's how the child pictures it. That's why they will keep crying and crying and crying till you bring it back. Then they are, and then you take it back again. They don't understand it's for a while. So the worst is when you now eat their thing. They will cry and they, will, they almost want to kill you with shouting. So, so, but Jesus Christ, and there's a big difference between being childlike and childish. Yeah, some people say, yeah, there's some childish people. I don't like the person's childish. I do. So notice that <laughs> childish is an issue. But childlike is the one that we want to go for because there are certain good things that we want to emulate from children. And we receive from God when we have the right attitude. And Jesus Christ says this of children, uh, says this of the kingdom of God. For you to receive, you have to have a childlike attitude. Praise God. A childlike attitude. He says this, I think there's a Luke's account, there's the Matthew's account, but I love the Mark's account. It says in Mark 10, 15, 16, it says, 
Truly, I tell you, whoever does not, I love the way Amplified Classic puts it, receive, accept, and welcome the kingdom of God like a little child does, positively shall not enter it at all. 16 says, and he took them, that is the children, up in one. You see, took them up. up you see, I love the way he says, he took them up one by one. Meaning that he did not say, he did not carry them as a group. He paid attention to every child. The same way he pays attention to every one of us in this room. He says, in his arms and fervently invoked a blessing, placing his hands upon them. I won't lie to you, when I was reading the scripture, what came to my mind that seemed funny was Santa Claus. <laughs> because that's what they do. Just, and that Santa Claus is struggling with Jesus Christ on Christmas. And then they give him all of these attributes. So some of us should be very careful <laughs> when they carry things and just they superimpose and make you forget about who the real se who, 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 who's the reason for the season and then make up all these kind of things to, to because I don't know who came up with the whole idea. They really copied and then gave him the colors of Coca-Cola. So, <laughs> praise God. The world is selling stuff. You have to be wise to not buy what they are selling. Because if you don't buy it, they will not sell it. Coming, <laughs> coming to God with the, with, with the attitude of a child is sure. Because the idea is that once you come to God with the right attitude, which is a childlike attitude, which is an attitude that is, you, are, you are open to receive. I love the way TPT puts it, teachable. Because if you come to God as a professor, you will just collect the lecture and leave. But if you come to God as a student, you'll be willing to learn and grow. Praise God. Because it's in learning that we grow. So this is the other part of it. This is the childish part. It says, when I was a child, notice that there's a way a child does. I spoke, I taught, I reasoned as a child. It says, but now I, now, but when I grew up, when I grew up, so how many of you want to grow up or you love the way you are? Because some people just love the way they are. They don't want to change for any reason. They don't want to change for, they don't, even, they don't want to change for themselves. They don't want to change for the people around them. They don't even want to change for God. Praise God. And that's dangerous because you're going to be a hazard to anybody around you. So he says he put away childish things. Somebody should say, put away childish things. Say, I put away childish things. You know, sometimes you can be very attached to things because you have had them for a long time. How many of you have a mother that the thing is, is dead? Mommy threw it away, but they will not. They will still hold it. But that is what we can be in our own personal lives, where we need to put away certain things, but we're holding on to it like it's blessing us. But it's not. It's excess luggage. Praise God. So put it away. I love what First Peter 1 verses 14 and 15 says. This was our team years, I think it was 2016, 2017, they are about. It says, as children of obedience, which is the same thing as children of light, which is the same thing as children that hear God. Because if you hear, you do, and you obey. So, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in the time of your ignorance. Notice that the reason why we disobey is because we are ignorant. And because we don't know. And that is why every one of us should seek to know. Because the more you know, the less likely you are going to be deceived. Praise God. Deception is because you lack knowledge. And that is why it will annoy you when you find out. You'll be angry, but the thing is that you didn't know. Praise God. So that is why you need to pursue knowledge. You say, but like 
as he who called us is holy, be ye yourself also holy in all manner of living. Praise God. It did not say some manner of living. It says in all manner of living. I love this one because that is the main focus, and I still have time to focus on this, and then we can, we can pray. Like a sheep. Some of us have had people tell us you're behaving sheepishly, or I follow them sheepishly. Because there's an attitude or a characteristic of a sheep that makes people relate you to a sheep. But sheep is not that bad if you think of a goat. Are you with me? I would prefer you call me a sheep because ah, I can work with it. A sheep listens, a sheep knows, a sheep follows. Well, some goats, have you seen when goats are malfunctioning? When they malfunction, you be like, you tie the goat in a place, the goat is moving, you lose the goat, the goat is still moving in cycles. It's like, that is the everyday life. And when people call you goat, you'll be angry. So, so the question is, are you a sheep or a goat? And you can say you are not a sheep, but notice that your attitude will give you off. Or you can say you are not a goat. The characteristics, because if you exhibit a characteristic of something, it's not an insult anymore, no? is it? Yeah, it's because the person is trying to connect the dot and, and classify you and put you in a category because it's either you are one or the other. If you are not this, you are that. Praise God. So let's focus on the characteristics now before... Some people will say on their status, Pastor Chidi said they are sheep or they are goats. That is not the point. Let's focus on the main element that we're looking at. Um, it says, we are to know God's voice and follow him. Because if we don't know God's voice, we will mistake God's voice for something else. Or our voice for God's voice. Or what the devil is saying for God's voice. And that's dangerous. Especially when you know that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So if he's communicating to you, to steal from you, to kill from you, or to kill you, sorry, not kill from you now, and to destroy you, and you are hearing it as though it's God's voice. And remember, you cannot say there's no voice. Praise God. You cannot say there's no voice. Whether we like it or not, we are, people cannot be quiet. And that's, I, want, I wanted to go there. Some, some of you, you cannot be quiet and listen. As I said, as I said before, and there's a problem because God wants to communicate, but he cannot. Because you're always talking, talking to yourself, talking inside yourself, talking outside, looking for who to talk to you, and all of those things. There's too many noise, too many distractions, and you can miss something. Praise God. Wow. Okay? So, John 10, verse 16, it says, I have other sheep too that are not in this sheepfold. I want to establish something. It's very important I do this. They are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and they will be one flock with one shepherd. Some of us are here, and, and I'm saying this now so that we understand something. Your denomination is not the body of Christ. I don't know whether I made sense. Your church, the church you attend back in the whatever it is, was founded by somebody, right? And it is not the body of Christ. So the body of Christ is very versatile. And I'll say this on this platform because there are some churches that are into one facet of the tenets 
doctrine. They're one, they're into one. Either your church is into prayer, 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 or your church is into evangelism, 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 or your church is into there's different things. And just imagine if the body of Christ is only evangelism, 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 evangelism. or it's only uh, prayer, 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 prayer. I don't know whether I'm making sense. So the beauty of the body of Christ is that it's diverse. We need ourselves. Praise God. So some of you will be shocked when you get to heaven and see the other church that you have been fighting. You'll be like, why are they here? This is not fear now. And the question is, why are we fighting ourselves? <laughs> it's one shepherd, right? And it's one flock. So understand that and stop fighting people that you don't need to fight or stop fighting yourself. Praise God. So it says that they are part of this flock. They are, they, are not, they, are, they are part of it. So unity comes when we hear the voice of God, the one true shepherd of the flock. Because if we're hearing the shepherd of the flock, will we be fighting ourselves? And there's one characteristic of the sheep that is very amazing to me. They, they know the voice of the shepherd. It's funny that you have sheep here. Once the shepherd makes a, no, a sound, they follow. They know and they follow. They hear and they follow. Praise God. They are not confused. But the problem is that we have people that are hearing something or they're hearing what their pastor said. Because naturally in us, we have this. And notice that you can hear God as well, right? Because if you read God's word and what your pastor is saying is different from what God's, God's word is saying, who is lying? Who is lying? Does God lie? We, we saw that he doesn't change, right? He says the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we should look at the one that is, that is prone to change, and then we say that one is lying and this one is not. Praise God. And if you are in doubt, you can confirm from other people that you think they are following this one. Praise God. Am I, making sense? Am I communicating? So, so notice that if we are hearing Christ, we are less likely to fight ourselves because it's the same person we're hearing. So it's not confused signals. It's not like, you know when you say, go, then come. The other person says, go now. You just come now. You know, at some point in time, you just stay in the middle. Till you know who exactly it is that's calling you and who you trust well enough to follow. Praise God. So it's very important that we understand this. In 10.27, it says this. It says, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Can we see three things there that are already highlighted to us? Praise God. Three things. They listen to my voice, meaning that they are listening to it, and then God knows us and we know him, and, or we, we know him more, and then we follow. Praise God. Some of us, we just follow everybody that is followable, but we need to know who you are following. Praise God. You need to know who you are following, understand them. So there are three things that mark out a disciple or a follower of Jesus Christ. Three things. The first on the list there, as we saw, is Hearing or listening to God's voice. How many of you are seeing that it's important that we hear and listen to God now from this? Because you have to ask yourself now an important question before you leave this place. Am I really hearing God's voice? And second, do I know him? And then the third is, am I following him? Or is somebody dragging me to follow him? Because the person cannot drag you forever because the person is not God. He can change tomorrow. Praise God. Are we hearing me? So I want you to leave this place asking yourself these three important questions. If there's nothing that you get from the service, listening or hearing God's voice, knowing him, 
and I don't want to bore us with the Greek word, but knowing him is having an intimate relationship. How many of you, how many of you when your mom calls out to you, how many of you know the voice of your mom in the midst of other moms? How did that happen? Because you know your mom well enough. Pastor Costa will say if his mom coughs in the midst of what he will know that it's his mom that coughs. Praise God. That, that, is an, that is a lot of knowing. It takes a lot of knowing. So why do you think that you can just come on Sunday and then know him? After, like, after a whole year, you just do 52 or 53 Sundays and that is all. I think I know Jesus. You'll be, you'll be like, on the judgment day, you'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like, no, this is not what I expected now. Because you actually really did not know him. Praise God. Because it's through his word you'll be able to interface with him. Praise God. So as I said earlier, know that it isn't about denomination. And by the way, he did not say, my sheep read the Bible. Is that what he said? He did not say, my sheep read the Bible. Yeah, reading the Bible. But notice that it's his voice you hear when you read his word. Right? So if you hear his voice, that's when you're able to know him and you're able to follow him. How many of us know that God is love? So, understand that association is everything. You are most likely to know him better if you're around people that know him. Am I communicating? You're most likely to know him better if you're around, because if you are around people that have F, 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 you should not be surprised if you have F, right? Academically. You shouldn't be shocked that you have F, because, in fact, your friends that have F, when you, when you have A, they'll be wondering, how did you do it? Because we roll together now. How did you make it? In fact, you have to now write a book on the tips and tricks on how to make F, how to make A amongst people that have F, because you will sell, because it's a, it's, a, it's a skill that you have acquired without knowing. Praise God. So knowing that for you to grow, you have to hang around people that are growing. And for you to know God, you have to know him for yourself, because you cannot, how many of you know that, yes, you're born in a Christian family, or you're not a Christian by birth. That's not how this, the kingdom works. You have to know him through a relationship, right? So a relationship should be more important to you than a religion because relationship is more sustainable than a religion because a religion is here today and gone tomorrow, but we serve a God that if you're in a relationship with him, it's forever, it's eternity. He promises never to leave nor forsake us. Praise God. So this is very important because I want you to see something from the previous verse while we, while we round off. It says, do not be fooled. And all of these scriptures, I keep seeing the team, even in James, it says the same thing. Do not be fooled, do not be deceived. He said, by those who speak their empty words and deceptive teachings telling you otherwise. This is what brings the rebellious. I love that part. He said, don't listen to them or live like them at all. Don't listen to them or live like them at all. Once your life, this is it, once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you, are, you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because you are in union with him. Understand this. The reason why you are shining is because you have union with him. So if you are disconnected from him, you will not shine. It's your connection to him that ensures that you shine. Praise God. And your connection is sustained by your hearing him. Praise God. Because if you are not hearing someone, you are disconnected. If I pick up my phone and call my mom and I'm hearing her voice, the moment I end the call, are we still connected? Because I will know I'm disconnected because I don't hear her voice. Praise God. And if she was guiding me on something, I will lose the guidance because I will now be left in the dark. Praise God. So let's continue. It says, your mission is to live, I love this, 
He says, your mission, this is the TPT. He says, your mission is to live as children. Ha, I love this. Children flooded with his revelation light. How many of you know that it's when you have a revelation of him that you have an encounter? Because if you're trying to tell somebody about Jesus, if they don't have a revelation, you will struggle to communicate to your, because they have to see him to know him. Praise God. And if they don't see him, you can't be describing, I cannot communicate to you where you have not seen effectively until I show you a picture or something. You get the point. Praise God. And the supernatural fruits of this light, which is the spirit of God, will be seen in you, goodness, righteousness, and truth. Praise God. So the supernatural fruits, because it's his light in you that you radiate all around. Praise God. And it's not a physical light, as I said. It's the goodness, the righteousness, and the truth of God that you radiate. So if you don't have that, you will radiate nothing. Praise God. It's very important that you know this. Do not be deceived. Again, evil company corrupts good habits, good morals, all of those things. So if you hang around a certain group of people, don't be shocked at the results that comes out of your life. And this is what we are meant to do. Praise God. It says in 2 Corinthians 3 verses 18, it says, and we all with unveiled faces, we all with, without the face marks and all of that, are beholding the glory of the Lord and are transformed. I love this word, transformed, into the same image. We're looking at the origin. God created us in the image of God. We lost that image, but now he's restoring us back to that same image. Praise God. The same image from one degree of glory to another degree of glory. So it means that you can't be stuck. If you have reached this degree, there's another degree to go further. So it's not like it's a static thing. You keep growing. You say, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So what ensures that this happens is our connection and the Spirit of God ensures that we keep going higher and higher in Jesus' name. So I don't know about you, but I want you to, I just want to recap. God's word, hearing, faith. God's word, hearing, and faith. I don't know about you, how many of you, you're making a decision to really, and I, I can't, I can't not say there are people that really have not heard God's word, that have not like, accepted him because hearing God's word is what quickens faith in you to receive him as your personal Lord and Savior. And if there's anything, I don't want you to leave this place without doing that. And I'll share this quickly in a minute. When I was nine years old, I think this was, I think it's, it's, not, it's not easy for you to remember something that happens when you're nine years old, right? Except God brings it to your attention. When I was nine years old, my mom sent me outside to go and get water for us to wash our hands to eat the meal that we're going to eat for that evening. As I walked out to get the water, when I was coming back, I wanted to drop the water, but my mom opened the door, and I walked through the door. The moment she closed the door, we heard a loud noise. And we couldn't even close the door properly. We washed our hands, we ate. The next morning, we came around and Lo and behold, they called us from the house to come around. We couldn't use the same door. We had to walk around only for us to see that there were 12 long sheets, roofing sheets, that were on that door. And the question I ask myself every now and then is, if I had dropped that water, opened the door, and my mom 
hearing God and coming to that door and ensuring, and it was raining. So there's no way she would have heard me at the door. So I believe, I know, for the fact that the Spirit, the Spirit of God brought this back to me, that it was that very action that saved my life. If not, I will not be standing here with you. And, and God really speaks, and let me fast track, even here, there are incidences that happened that you will know that it's not your, and some of you have had that experience where you hear a voice and you don't go somewhere. You hear a voice, and last year, I think there was a lady, called, um, what's her name? Ima Bong, Imoren, some of us heard. She was going, it was a fake job interview. She went, she, her friend was calling her, don't go for the interview, just go back home. She still went for an interview, and this man ended up killing her, raping and killing her. And, and if there's anything, I would like to communicate to you that hearing God might be light for you at this point in time. But if you hear God well enough, it can get to a point in time where a matter of life and death, you are able to hear God quickly and respond and save yourself from danger. And where it all starts is where you are able to save yourself from the imminent danger. Because when you die, that's the end. It's game over. And when you are not in Christ, you cannot live again. You have to be born twice to die once. You have to be born twice to die once. You're born physically. You're born spiritually. So when you die, you don't really die. You're just sleeping. But if you live once, you will die twice. You will die here and die in eternity. Praise God. I don't know if you're here and you, you, you have been doing church. You have been doing religion. But that is really not enough because you are a goat, not a sheep. Because you don't hear his voice and you don't respond to his voice. And how you know that you are a sheep is that you respond to his voice. And if you want to Break that thing now and respond to his voice. You have this opportunity. We're not going to tell you to stand up and embarrass you. What we just want you to do is that you just say a word of prayer. Just sit on your chair because so many false conversions happen when people raise their hand and they come out. And they, You have heard God speak to your heart. I'm very sure something has dropped in your spirit. I'm very, very sure of that. But I don't want you to not be a doer, an active doer as you, as you confess during the course of this message. Praise God. I want you to open your mouth right in your seat and say, Father, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sin. I have an understanding that I was dead in my trespasses and my sin, and I have decided to follow you. I have decided to allow you speak to my heart, and I respond to the words that your spirit. I want to have a change. I want your word to come alive in me going forward. I want to consistent, be faithful to my study of your word. I want to be able to see your word come alive and respond to your word. I don't want to be following religion. I want to have a living relationship with you. Just open your mouth and say these words and open your mouth and talk to your father. He's actually, he's your father. He's not pretending to be your father. He's actually your father. And he loves you. He's looking forward to being one with you and allowing his light to shine in and through you to the world around you. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for the power that is in your word. Your word is active, alive, and living. Your word is able to transform hearts. And we just thank you for the miracle of a transformed heart that is experienced in this 
atmosphere they were in. And we thank you for the atmosphere. We thank you for your spirits moving, what your spirit is doing in the hearts and the minds of people. We just ask that you take it to another level. As we saw in your word, you are able to take it from one glory to another. We ask that these people will see themselves being transformed to your glorious image. It might be hard for them to walk through it, but we ask that you will help them to meet the pastors, meet the, us around about here, meet friends, surround themselves with good company, not evil company that will corrupt the good habits or the, the, the habits that you want them to imbibe. Heavenly Father, we ask that you help each and every one of us to be childlike, not childish. Help each and every one of us to be sheep and not goats. Help each and every one of us to be able to surrender, submit in humility to your life-giving, life-transforming word. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much because our week is blessed and we move in the power. We are children of light and we shine as light. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.